Welcome to the teacher and the preacher. This program is all about the importance of coming to understand that the Christian community and the Jewish community have more in common than we have been led to believe. Rather than seeing each other as against each other, we need to come to a point of seeing that the statement that our country is a Judeo-Christian nation is much more than just a mere statement, but truly reflects the reality of our nation as it was and should remain. Every week there will be an interesting dialogue about the issues that have divided Jews and Christians and how we can move in bridging the gaps and see that by talking about the issues, we can better move in the direction of having more unity. Unity that will heal and help bring together a nation that is under attack by the forces of atheism, secularism, and a breakdown of family values. Join us now for a discussion between the teacher and the preacher. Welcome to The Teacher and the Preacher. Thank you for joining us this weekend. I'm the preacher, Dave Magira, And I'm the teacher, Harold Berman. And we have a great guest we want to welcome back to The Teacher and the Preacher. Bob O'Dell is an entrepreneur and writer, a pro-Israel Christian with experience in many streams of the Christian faith. He began working with Israeli Jews in 1988. Then in 2000, he co-founded his own high-tech company, Wintegra, with one of those Israeli Jews. In 2013, Bob left high-tech, turning his attention toward the Orthodox Jews of Israel, and that will be our subject of today. There, in 2014, he co-founded RootSource with Gidon Ariel. RootSource helps Christians explore the Jewish roots of their faith and relationship with the Orthodox Jews of Israel. In 2016, Bob and Gidon co-wrote a book on the Jubilee, and in 2019, along with others, helped found a new annual event for Christians, the nation's Ninth of Av. After five years of almost daily contact with Orthodox Jews, Bob began writing about his experiences. To that end, Bob, with his friend Gidon, recently published Five Years with Orthodox Jews, a book that helps Christians learn how connecting with God's people unlocks understanding of God's word. Bob, welcome to The Teacher and the Preacher. Well, thank you very much for having me. Great to have you on board. You're welcome. It's great to have you. So I had read an article online about the book where you, where you were interviewed about the book, and uh, there was a quote, something you said that just leapt out at me. You were asked about how interacting with Jews, with Orthodox Jews in Israel changed you. And in, in the interview, you responded, I have more awe, I believe I have more favor, and I know I am more excited. Uh, would love to hear just more about what that means for you, you know, how, how this has played out. Wow. Yeah. So let me talk about those things briefly then. More awe refers to how I felt when I came to Israel after all these years of working with Israeli Jews in high tech. I, I came to, to get to know, try to get to know some of the Orthodox Jews in Israel. And when I began to see what was God was doing in Israel with his Orthodox Jewish people, I began to have more awe. You know, I'd been I'd been spending so I had many years uh, getting to know different streams of the Christian faith, and 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 I respect that the, the different ways in which people uh, relate to God, and I can find beautiful things in in all the different uh, you know theologies and and the differences. But when I saw what God was doing with the Jewish people in Israel, it blew me away, and I began to have more awe of Him. Bob, you know, this is a, something that resonates with my own heart when I hear you talk like this because my own experience across the years 
has been that same thing of just being impacted. Um, tremendous value add to my life. Um, I know one of the things that it's done for you is that God used uh, this group of people to really unlock a new understanding of the Bible for you. And I relate to that very, very much because within the framework of Christianity, uh, we've suffered a lot from um, the cutting off of the Jewish roots of Christianity. And so we, we miss out on so much that's laying on the page or just underneath the print that we get exposed to by the Jewish people. And I, I totally get that sense of awe that you have. I, I have never been able to get away from that myself, and I'm still, I, I live it out every day with, with interaction and with my study of the Bible. And, and this is why your show is attractive to your listeners. It is because there is yes. something in us that is looking for something that is bigger than ourselves. And when I went there and, and you know, 25 years doing one thing in high tech and then coming to actually focus on Orthodox Jews and what they believe, I began to st- I began to feel smaller, which meant that for me, God began to look even bigger than I knew. But this, the second thing that was in that quote was the word favor. And since you just touched on it, I'd like to expound on that. I felt that God was giving me favor to understand understand the word of God. And, and, and it came in two different ways. The first way, the way you would expect, was... I was interacting with Orthodox Jews. They've been studying the scriptures for thousands of years. There has been a lot of discourse, a lot of of, of view, and a lot of opinions about verses. And I began to hear things about the Tanakh, about the Old Testament, that I had never heard before that sort of fit some things together. And so I felt favored uh, from God to be able to hear those things. But the other thing I wasn't expecting, and that was I felt like God was giving me favor to hear from him about my own Christian faith. And and I'm not talking about like, you know, things that were were wrong. How how about things that are right? Things that were good, things that he he enjoyed. And I I felt like uh, God was showing me more about my own uh, Christian faith in the entire Bible because I was taking the effort to sit down and converse with and learn from the Orthodox Jews. So it was a double win, a double favor. The Jews themselves and what they taught hmm. and the Holy Spirit so adding to that. Talk to us a little bit about this, uh, about the book. This book just came out recently and something prompted you to put this together. And I would love to hear and have our listeners hear about what, what transpired during those five years with the Orthodox Jews. What's different between uh, a, a, a Jew and an Orthodox Jew and uh, how, how did that uh, result in you deciding, you know what, i, I got to write this book? <laughs> well, that's a question, isn't it? And um, I didn't expect to ever do this. I felt like God was sort of leading me to, to spend some time with the Orthodox Jews in Israel. Uh, I felt like he was leading me to just go be a student, just, just be a friend. Uh, but in the process of doing that, I... I, I things would just hit me. I'd have a conversation with Gadon on the phone. I would be in Israel. We'd be driving the car together. Something would happen. We'd go to a place in Israel. We'd go to Bethel or, 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 or Hebron or something, and something would happen in a place. Or I would meet some of Gadon's uh, friends, and we'd be talking. And, and whatever I, I 
I had one of those, oh my goodness moments. I just kind of made a middle note. I never expected to write about these things, but over time, over a five-year uh, period, it was almost like these these special, you know, insights and thoughts and experiences and stories were were all going inside my heart, and, and it's like my heart was growing and growing and growing, and finally, I just I couldn't I couldn't contain it anymore, and I went to Gadon and said. Hey, Gadon, you know, we have this root source thing uh, where where the Orthodox Jews are, are teaching uh, Christians and so forth. But we also have a newsletter. C could I write a column? Could, could I write some blog posts like weekly? And, and because I have this this thing, I just I have I have to express uh, this stuff. Right. I think I'll burst if I don't do this. So I began to do this and uh, I challenged the, the readers. I said, you know, you may be you may have been studying the Jewish roots of your faith for years, probably a lot longer than me. I grant that. But with my experiences with the Orthodox Jews of Israel, I have a goal. I think I might be able to teach you something every week for a year, something about the Jewish roots of your faith that you hadn't considered before, or maybe a new look at something that you had considered. And so that's what was the uh, the seed idea um, of this uh, book. And after we got through 52 weeks, took a little bit more than 52 weeks to do 52 columns. But uh, after got that done, uh, uh, Gidon said, you know, I think you ought to take these and put them into a book. Maybe we can publish it together on Rootsource. So uh, one thing led to another and, and it took about two more years to really edit, condense and add some additional things that weren't in those columns uh, and and put it into a form that uh, uh, that you see with five years uh, with Orthodox Jews. As I like to say, it took five years to live it and two years to write it. So, Bob, you know, you, you talk about these things happening and, and getting this full understanding. Could you give us maybe an example or two of some of the kinds of things that have happened along the way that, you know, were like wow moments for you? Yeah, uh, excellent. Uh, and uh, there were many. I, I'm going to, I've got, Two. I don't know if we could have time to fit in two. Uh, the, sure. the, the first one is something that happened at Bethel. I mentioned uh, uh, that you know Bethel, you know, means the house of God, and it's where in the in the Christian tradition it is where uh, Jacob slept, you know, and had the dream of the ladder of the angel angels, uh, you know, ascending and descending. Um, but in my work with Gidon and some of the teachers at Root Source. I learned about the uh, Orthodox tradition that uh, Jacob had those experiences on Mount Moriah, where the temple stood. And, you know, when I first heard that, of course, well, that's odd, you know, because, um, because, in, you know, in my Christian reading, it just seems so plain, you know, it's Bethel and even says where it, the location is and so forth. But but then I, I learned that the Jews were seeing something about God's plans and purposes. And uh, uh, and I, I can't quote uh, uh, chapter and verse, but I mean, in the in the Torah, in the, in the five books, it talks about God talks about the place that my name will dwell and when you find that place that my name will dwell. And so from the, from the Jewish perspective, it is completely reasonable that, that the promises of God for where his name would dwell would be 
on Mount Moriah, the Temple Mount, uh, right there in Jerusalem, which is the city that he decided to put his name on. So, so we have these two things. We have this Christian tradition of Bethel and Jacob, and it's about, what, 10, 11 miles north of Jerusalem, I think is, is that, that location. And then we have Jerusalem itself, and we have these two traditions. So I'm out there. I'm, uh, we, uh, Gidon and I take a trip up to Ophrah. We're seeing some friends up there, and there's a little bit of time. Gidon uh, is uh, going to do his afternoon prayers as afternoon and evening prayers. And I had a friend with me who had never seen Bethel. And so I said, Gidon, you know, I, I enjoy doing the prayers with you, but would you grant me like leave to, I want to take the friend over and show him <laughs> Bethel. So we drove over there and we looked at the site and, you know, there's a clearing, there's a clearing there uh, where it said that this is probably where Jacob's, Jacob slept as in the tradition there. And I asked my friend, I said, okay, if you were Jacob and you were laying in this clearing, where, where would you sleep? Where, where would you put your head and where would you put your feet? And he said, well, it's sloped from left to right. So I'd put my head on the left and my you know, feet down to the right. And as he was talking about it, I noticed, oh my goodness. If this is true, then Jacob's feet are pointing directly into Jerusalem. And so I just suddenly had this thought, what if, what, uh, uh, but, but you can't see Jerusalem from Bethel because there's a hill there. And in the book, we have a picture of the clearing and a picture of the hill and, and you see all this. And, and, uh, but, but, but you can't see it. And so I had this thought that, um, wait, what if he was laying there in Bethel but what if the ladder was coming down from heaven? You know, when something goes way up high into the sky, it looks like it's going overhead. So what if that, that sort of ladder thing was actually going up and down from the Temple Mount itself? And so, voila, I had this aha, this oh my goodness moment that maybe both interpretations are right in their own way. Spiritually, the experience was Amazing. at Mount Moriah. Physically, he was laying there uh, in Bethel. So this is that's one of the punchlines of one of the 40 chapters of uh, five years with Orthodox Jews. And that gives you a, a completely different look at it than you know, just reading the text. Right. Being there, but not only being there, being there in the presence of Orthodox Jews. I mean, I had his blessing, you know, to go over there. And so I just wonder. I don't know if this is right. It doesn't even have to be right. It's not important that, that it's whether it's correct. What's important is, is whether God seeded the idea. And did he seed such an idea to me to put in a book for you to consider because I was willing to take some extra effort and try to learn together with Orthodox Jews from Israel? How would you, and I, I realize this could be a, a, a loaded question, but how how do you see, like in, you, in your uh, studying uh, the Bible with Orthodox Jews, you know, how has it differed? Uh, and I realize that it could differ in any number of ways, but how has it differed in general from maybe, say, the way you, know, you, you might have um, learned it in a, in a standard Christian setting? You know, that is a fantastic question. And I, I can actually give a pretty short answer. And I think somewhere even in the book, I, I talk about this in a little bit more. But let me give you the short version. In a lot of the Christian tradition, 
you're taught to understand a verse in one way. Uh, you're trying to understand the true meaning of a verse, and then you apply that, you can apply that verse to different contexts, but there is a single meaning. And yet, in the Jewish tradition now, I, 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 I just loved it the first time I heard the expression, the 70 faces of the Torah. Which is to say that every idea, every concept, maybe even every verse in the Torah can be looked at in 70 different ways. That God can give understanding and, and revelation in a multitude of ways. And so we don't have to worry about trying to center in that, on that perfect uh, interpretation in the Christian tradition. Yeah. If we open ourselves up, that God can use his word to to affect us and change us and make the world a better place in many, many different ways. Right. No, that, that, that's a really great point because, I, you know, just speaking for myself in my own study, uh, you know, Orthodox Jews tend to study the Bible in the original Hebrew. And uh, I think I think the Hebrew, as, as you've probably heard in your travels, it lends itself, uh, it's much more fluid, if you will, than reading it in English. In other words, you know, you read in English, okay, a rock is a rock, you know, done right uh whereas in hebrew you know you have the, the roots of words that tie to other words and, and and that opens up all kinds of meanings that might not be apparent in translation i i totally agree and i it seems to me that god kept all his options many many more options on the table of course he can have all the options he wants uh he kept many options on the table by not only writing that the, that the tanakh would be and the torah would be fully written in hebrew but but the, but even stripping out the vowels, <laughs> right? Yeah, which gives it even more fluidity, right? Exactly. It's not like carelessness; it's actually majesty, and I mean, and it's things like this that have made me more excited about my faith. So we're talking this weekend with a friend of ours, so Bob Odell, and the book that he has out. Uh, it's uh, also co-authored by Gadon Ariel. Um, it's called Five Years with Orthodox Jews. And I, I love the title of that book simply because it's um, <laughs> it's experience that so many Christians uh, have never had. The majority of Christians that I know don't know any Jewish people personally. They may know that their neighbor is Jewish. They may know that somebody they work with is Jewish. But to really know uh, someone who is Jewish as a friend, that's one thing. But then to be able to have that person actually be orthodox, meaning that they're very observant of their faith. And, um, you know, so many people uh, within the framework of Christianity, they have no idea that there's as many or more denominations uh, among Judaism as, as there is in Christianity. So uh, you 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 have all different, you know, people who make up this amazing thing, but the insights that you're underscoring for us today uh, about uh, the, the understanding of a Jewish mindset regarding this book that's Jewish, that we call the Bible, and being able to hear it with Jewish ears and see it through Jewish eyes, it's, it's a powerful experience. And as you mentioned in the book here, it really you know, unlocks the understanding of God's Word in ways like most Christians have never known. So this is our guest. Bob, tell people about where they can get this book at. Well, it's available on Amazon, uh, both in uh, paperback and Kindle. Um, and so uh, pretty, pretty easy. 
you know, this idea of when I mentioned a favor earlier and this unlocking of understanding uh, that you were just referring to, I think it's important for me to stress that this is not unique to me. What, one of the things that, that became very clear to me is that God was bestowing this kind of favor for every Christian who was willing to interact with Orthodox Jews in a respectful way and, and, and you know, looking to see what God might be able to, sh to show them through, uh, through their interaction. It's not unique. So this is why my, my picture isn't on the cover. It's not even, not even on the back of the book. It's not about me. It's about God and what God has decided to do. I think perhaps we're entering a phase in history in which God is giving some special uh, favor and grace for those who, uh, those Christians who are willing to maybe step down a little bit, and and uh, uh, in, in in terms of you know things that we believe that aren't the same, and 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 put that aside, and and come and just be a friend. Exactly, exactly. You know, you talk in your book about. Discover 40 Christian insights God gives to those who befriend the people of Israel. Uh, we don't have too much time left, but can you um, just talk about that piece for just a minute regarding your book? Yeah, so every chapter in the book uh, is an experience or uh, an insight and a, and a story uh, with it. Um, and uh, they're, 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 they're ordered in a certain way that touches on how God sort of knocked down some of my stereotypes even. So I, I'm, I'm a learner and, and I was learning through the process uh, through the five years. So it's almost like uh, like jump on a, on a journey with me and, and, and walk through this thing yourself and see what God shows you. you. Just because you read something in a chapter from me doesn't mean that God won't show you something in the process. And also it's an encouragement to, to find a way to to be a listener on this show, you know, uh, and, and step into this world uh, of, of, yes, of, of course, you know, Christians and Jews connecting together. If I could, I'd like to share one more. Oh my goodness, moment with you. Okay, okay. This is not even spoiling the uh, oh my goodness moment of this chapter, but it comes from uh, chapter uh, thirty-six, which is called uh, "Where Are the Children?" And at the end of that. A chapter. I I just had to fit in this one story that was uh, so special to me, um, and so I just like to uh, read uh, from this uh, portion if I could. I will never forget my first visit to Shiloh Israel Children's Fund to meet Orthodox Jew David Rubin. After touring his nonprofit center, we happened upon some young children at the Shiloh Elementary School next door singing loudly out in the courtyard. They were preparing to sing for their parents that very evening. Now, let me stop here, guys. If you're me, you see a bunch of children <laughs> singing loudly, and you know that they're going to be singing for their parents <laughs> that evening. What would you want to know? Exactly. So I said... <laughs> I asked, what are they singing? He replied, the Torah. I said, what do you mean the Torah? He paused, listened, and said, 
it sounds like they're in numbers right now. What do you mean right now? I asked. He smiled, turned to me, and said loudly so that I could hear him speaking over the singing. Mm. Over the course of their schooling, they will all memorize all five books of the Torah, word for word. I stood in stunned silence, realizing that a foretaste of Isaiah 11.9 was coming alive before my very eyes. And that is the uh, verse that says, um, uh, they will not hurt or destroy wow. Wow. in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of, of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So that was a that was a life changing moment. Uh, 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 and, and this is just the story, an added story at the end of the chapter that this moment where I saw God's promises, how it could happen, how it could happen that the earth could be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as, water, as the waters cover the sea. It's because you've got to memorize it. You've got to know it. And they've turned it to song. And they're learning it together and they're sharing it with their parents and they're working with way through it. Oh, it's just completely blew me away. And I wanted to share that. Love it. Love it. Well, until next week, may the God of Israel who never slumbers or sleeps, may he watch over Israel and the Jewish people and may that same God bless America. The teacher and the preacher will be back next Sunday for another discussion on how Christians and Jews can come to once again proclaim that the United States is truly a Judeo-Christian nation. To contact the teacher and the preacher, email them at theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. That's theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and give you shalom.